The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And if you can hear my computer right now, it is very angry with me and I apologize. I hope that the fan settles down at some point, but no promises because, like I said, my computer is very, very angry on this day. So (laughs) welcome to the club, computer. We are all angry. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Goodness. How are you? Um, I don't know why the rain bugs me as much as it does in my older years. I used to love rain and now I freaking hate it. Like I don't want to do anything. I want to lay in bed and watch it rain outside my window. Like stereotypical like 90s rom-com style. (laughs) See, I always think of like Hilary Duff in the like that one music video where she's like staring out the window and it's raining. Yeah. And it's very moody, like early two thousands. Yeah. Bubblegum pop. Like everything is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have to say really quick before we jump into anything on this week's episode, I wanted to share something with you that somebody had said with me and I thought this was really cool. So I was speaking with Marcus. He is on Twitter and he, we were talking about something completely unrelated to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh but he said that he really likes the conversational tone and that it feels like he's just having a conversation with us. Yeah. I wanted to share that because it was really cool. And I'm, I'm glad it feels like some of you have said that, where it feels like you are a part of a conversation that we are having at any mm-hmm. given time. And I just want you to know that like, that's the point. Thank you. Right. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah. And I think that, that that's like something that's always been super important to us. Even when we were talking about, like what we were going to talk about on this podcast before it was even a podcast. Um, I, I just think that that was super important to us that we're just talking. Like mm-hmm. sometimes we don't do any prep at all. We're just like, well, what do you want to talk about today? And that's, I think, why it, why it comes off that way because that is legitimately what we're doing. Yeah. And that's, you know, what's so interesting about podcasting is because I always want to do this thing where I compare what I'm doing against somebody else where it's like, well, this person has done this or they're doing this. This person seems so prepared. Maybe I'm not this week. But like, that's the beauty of it is Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want them all to be the same anyway, because then what's the point? But yeah, that made me really happy. So, Marcus, thank you for for sharing that, because that has certainly been the goal. So, that made me that made me happy to know that somewhat the goal, it's it's working. It's being met, <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, first and foremost, uh, we had a few people who reached out after last week's episode with just kind words, and I want to say thank you for that as well. Uh, when we talk about just what it's like to live in this world as a woman, you know, it can be sometimes it can be sometimes scary to say anything, mm-hmm. and I find myself. I find myself battling that a lot on Twitter and it's 
sometimes where I want to say something and it's more or less like, do I really want to spend the rest of my day dealing with their responses? And there are times where it feels like I'm not doing enough. I feel like for myself personally in the last couple of weeks, I I sit and I think, have I said enough about this topic? This thing happened. Am I talking enough about it? Am I sharing enough? And it can, it can be a, it can be a big thing to take on. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I hear from people, whether that's on Twitter or if you've emailed us, like when we hear those things, it does make me feel good to know that so many of you are having these same conversations or these same thoughts. And I do appreciate that because like I said, it can feel really daunting sometimes to talk about things in a very personal way. Yes. But I'm glad that it resonated with so many of you and please know like the work is so far from done. We have so much work to still do and so much we need to keep talking about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, and I know that we've mentioned this on the, on the podcast before, but I think that some of the, the harder work comes from being vulnerable and opening up to, and being able to listen to people's personal experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, that's where the hard work starts sometimes, I think, too. Yeah. And well, since last week, the work certainly continues because if anyone thought we were going to come into this week's podcast without talking about the NCAA, you you probably guessed it. But if you didn't, I'm surprised. <laughs> um, for anybody who has turned on their television in the last week, the NCAA tournaments are happening, both men's and women's mm-hmm. men in Indianapolis, women in San Antonio. And it, like I said, it you turn on your TV from everything from TBS to TNT to CBS to ESPN, to ESPN2, just whatever. Mm-hmm. The men's and women's tournaments are happening right now. And it's an exciting time, especially after they were canceled in 2020. People are obviously very excited to be filling out brackets, having games on their television sets. But the first few days were not exactly met with just the excitement around all of the upsets in the men's tournament. In fact, very quickly it became clear that the NCAA had very, very unequal experiences between the men and women's Mm -hmm. teams. And that sparked quite a bit of controversy. Now, I have to just say, this last week has been very interesting because I have been mad about this Mm -hmm. on Twitter, on Instagram, and it's been a very bizarre experience to find those tweets getting picked up by a very specific subset of individuals. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of white men. Mm -hmm. Now to our, our white male listeners, please understand that this is never an attack on you. Like we said last episode, Yes, not all men, but all women go mm-hmm. through and experience things. So unfortunately, we you you cannot take the root of what is being said. You can't take the root of who is saying it away from it because it makes a few people go, well, not me. Right. Right. It's not about you. If you are not the person doing this, it's not about you. So don't make it about you. And the reason that this has been so frustrating is... 
the women showed up and they were met with basically, so they get to the workout facility in San Antonio. And from my understanding, there wasn't even any weights, but they quickly got them like this very small. uh, I mean, I'm counting right now. It's like 12 weights, like six sets of just like different level weights, weights, about 10 yoga mats. And this was it in this big facility of their I'm sorry. So that's what they gave them after they had nothing at all. I didn't know that part of it. So my understanding was when they showed up, there wasn't, there weren't any weights. And then this like little rack showed up. So whether that was like in response or it just like showed up like the, I, and I could be pleased anyone listening, please know I could be misunderstanding that. That is just what I thought. I Mm -hmm. saw a coach say that like this showed up. Um, but regardless, it's not a good look anyway. Right. Uh, the NCAA's initial response to this, because the men's tournament shows this big, beautiful workout facility. Now, you're talking 64 teams for both men and women have mm-hmm. to use these facilities. So the men's team has like all kinds of weight equipment. We're talking like multiple treadmills, multiple weightlifting stations, um, tons of weight options. In addition to the practice courts, Mm -hmm. the women show up and they're being told, well, the reason that it's like this is because, well, there's not enough. There wasn't enough space. Like the the reality was, is the space did not allow for it. So I have to give her credit and I have to go find her because I want to make sure I give credit where credit is due. I actually have been following her on TikTok. She's been amazing. It's Sedona Prince. She... (laughs) She decides to call the NCAA out. She takes a TikTok video. She pans the room and she's like, remember that comment about how they don't have any space? And she turns around and it's like half of an empty ballroom. Yeah. And she's like, what about all of this space? And she's been amazing because she continues to share like their daily food and everything else that they're being Mm -hmm. given. So I've been really enjoying following her on TikTok because somebody has to stand up and like speak out on this. Yeah. So very quickly after this comes up, players, advocates, fans start taking to social media. However, it wasn't just the weight room that was an issue. Mm. It was the food. You see the men and they have like this full buffet, which by the way, I didn't even realize buffets were still a thing right now. Like we're still technically in a pandemic. So I don't know if it was still being like served for them, but like the women's was like a type of meatloaf that looked like a graham cracker. Yeah. And uh, Sedona definitely shared some of that. And it was not good. Uh, the men receive these swag bags that have everything you can imagine in there from uh, very specifically branded T-shirts, hats, uh, blanket, and then everything you could imagine as far as toiletries, uh, mm-hmm. hand sanitizer to shampoo, whatever. The women show up. Everything is just generically branded for NCAA women's basketball. Uh, they get a couple of Powerade bottles. Um, they get an umbrella, which they tried to say, well, that's weather related. We gave the men blankets because they're in Indianapolis. The women uh, umbrellas because they're in San Antonio. Um, they get very few toiletries regardless. It just becomes very, very clear that it's not equal. Yeah. But here's the other part that I think a lot of people miss in this. And I certainly did at first because I will admit my own lapse in judgment here. I'm not a mom. Yeah. Um, so because I'm not a mom, I don't often think about what it takes to be a mom mm-hmm. in a full-time job. So 
The Athletic had a really good story. Chantel Jennings put it out about basically the inequalities between the W or excuse me, not the WNBA, but putting together the NCAA's roadmaps for moms within the bubbles. So that included both the men's tournament and the women's tournament. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, um, and I'm looking this the NCAA announced with its protocols that children would be allowed within the women's bubble, but all children, regardless of age, so they could be an infant, meaning they need to be with their mom for feeding purposes, would count against the 34-member travel party. So a quote from Florida State interim coach Brooke Wyckoff said, I hate any time that these things come down to a choice like that, to participate or not, to do your job or not, based on your family situation. We all know that going into this profession, we all know this going into the profession, but this situation is a little bit differently different. This isn't something that anyone could have anticipated. And it puts people in a really tough spot to have to have a tough conversation with their boss and possibly miss out on an experience and an opportunity that they've worked really hard for all season to help their team get there. Because all she's saying is they have to make a decision. Do I be a mom or do I go do my job? Because the NCAA has basically said, if you bring your infant, if you bring your child, because you don't have any other options for it, tough shit. Right. They count against your, they count against your team. Right. But you're now asking a mom to step away for potentially weeks because you don't know how long the team is going to be right. there. Um, the NCAA, though, with that said, isn't offering childcare stipend for parents who have to leave their kids at home. There's no kids tournament in the like kids corner in the tournament. Um, there's no suites that were guaranteed for parents with young children. Again, some of these coaches will be in this bubble for upwards of a month and they're being asked yep. to either choose their team or their children. And this is not something that the men's tournament is having to think about. And I like, again, I understand my own lapse in judgment that I didn't see this one is like when first I'm like talking about about ads and stuff, but like, this is bullshit. Yeah. You shouldn't have to (laughs) choose between doing your job and taking care of your child like that. They should be, like coinciding with each other I don't I don't understand the oversight on that so what was the excuse for that well I understand that there's a pandemic but there there aren't any other options to work through that well and that's a good point because children of coaches have not been considered tier one team members during the season at any point so coach but coaches have been going home every day to them this isn't like they're not seeing them yeah they've been with them on off days they've been parenting and working just like anyone else through this pandemic but now that they've gotten to the tournament the ncaa is making them have to decide are your children a central criteria and (laughs) it's just yes (laughs) they are they're human living beings (laughs) Oh, it's just, it's so the thing that has been more frustrating than all of this. So some of this has been, some of this has been rectified. The NCAA ended up upgrading the women's um, weight room situation. Um, Although and shout out to Dick's Sporting Goods. I don't know if Dick's ever actually like was a part of the upgrade of it, but they basically like stepped up and said like, we have a team ready to come like make this happen. Just Mm -hmm. let us know. And for the record, for people who are like, well, that was just Dick's doing a, um, 
publicity stunt. A publicity stunt? Yes, because that is how this works in this world. That was a hundred percent a publicity stunt. Every time you see a commercial from Nike, which Nike has an amazing commercial for women right now with mothers that if you haven't seen, go look it up on YouTube. But again, remember that everything is an ad, everything is for good. We live like in they, a capitalistic society. Of course it's a pl- publicity stunt. Like come yes, on guys. <laughs> but with that said, Dick Sporting Goods has been traditionally very, very good about these type of things. Yes. Uh, they've taken stances very, very quickly on Black Lives Matter. They've taken stances very quickly on anything that is like they are not afraid to draw lines in the political spot. Like in the mm-hmm. political world, they're not afraid to draw lines. And so this is not like, this is not shocking. So for right. anyone who was like clutching their pearls over Dick's sporting goods and suddenly said like, I'm never shopping there before. I promise you, you said, that said last this summer. 14 times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've said it before because this is not new. They, they do this and people, it just, it's a cycle. People get mad at them mm-hmm. and they say, we don't give a shit. We're going to continue to do what we want to do. Exactly. But anyway, Sedona has posted more. It looks like the food has improved, which is great. These these are these are the top level collegiate athletes. athletes. They need food. <laughs> yes, that's the thing that was shocking to me. And anybody that was like, "Oh, um, I saw a, quite a bit." The the argument was, "Well, it it it's decided by who brings in the most revenue to the schools. Um, they're still athletes. They still need to eat properly to fuel their bodies to." and be able to work out to be able to perform on the court. Like, I don't understand that argument at all. They're still an athlete. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It just, so Sally Jenkins of the Washington post wrote this sick and tired of the chiseling administrators with their multi-million dollar salaries and monstrous heaps of revenue who act like women's basketball players should be thankful for a uniform and that isn't funded by a bake sale. The women's basketball tournament ought to be the NCAA's flagship event, yet it continues to be treated at some kind of cheap subsidized, ju- subsidized junior varsity level. Um, and of course, like right as I was reading that, the uh, thing just took me away from it. Hold on. We're back. <laughs> um, all these women do is raise their arc of performance, command steadily increasing viewership and graduate at a high sky high rate of 93% for which they get petty insults and cheap treatment. So here's the deal. David Barry, this is coming from a story, by the way, in the Star Tribune. So I'm pulling information. I'm happy to link this on HaleVarsity.com in the show notes. So if you want to read any of these stories, some of the things that I have pulled up for myself and my own uh, knowledge, I'm happy to link because linking is a great way to like go support these these people and the work that they're doing. So this is coming from the Star Tribune um, that David Barry, the renowned economist at Southern Utah University who writes frequently about sports and equity had noted that in 2002 and 2003, NCAA men's basketball produced $848.5 million. In two, 2018 and 19, women's basketball produced $974 million, less than only football and men's basketball despite, despite receiving a tiny percentage of overall media coverage. So Here's the thing. What they're kind of showing is that, yes, men's basketball does generate more revenue. Great. Uh, Football generates more revenue. So, like, I will say, like, I need to do more like reading on this because it's interesting that they used a study that's like 15 years and like difference. But for me, the point is made. Yes. Women's basketball generates less revenue, but it's only trailing football and men's basketball. 
Right. Now, when I did a story on uh, volleyball for Hill Varsity, the Nebraska women's volleyball team is one of the most powerful in this country. They generate a lot of attention. Uh, they create like social media stars. These women hold a lot of power. But volleyball is still a sport that is um, consistently not getting the t- attention it probably should be. Mm-hmm. Not, I shouldn't even say probably. It really should be right. on a national level. And for the record, I just want to point something out. Speaking of volleyball, some of the same people who got in my mentions who were like, oh, well, women's basketball doesn't make the same kind of revenue. So who gives a shit about them? They should eat literal garbage for all I care. Um, are the same people who are upset that uh, some Nebraska volleyball matches were on BTN plus and not on a station that they could watch really easily wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, this all is connected. Like right. these things are all the same. So um, stop trying to segment them. If you want women's volleyball on your television, whether it's ESPN, ESPN two, uh, this channel, this channel, this channel, guess what? You got to start showing up for other women's sports right. because this is what happens. The NCAA has not made it a priority to make women's sports it's just not a priority. And I really don't give a shit how you feel about the women's game versus the men's game. You are telling on yourself, like the thing that is just so stupid to me. So again, um, I'll link this story from the star Tribune, and anyone is welcome to, uh, go read it, go read it. It's, I believe it's an opinion piece for the record, but it does have good, like just, it has good information within it. And mm-hmm. I think that's, what's important is that, a good opinion piece also does provide evidence to back that up. And this individual did do that. Um, But yes, women's basketball is not generating more revenue than men's basketball, but that doesn't mean they get to be treated differently. The NCAA has it in their literal bylaws, regardless of title nine. So I get it. Title nine does not affect the NCAA. That is something that just has to be out there, but they have it in their bylaws that these have to be treated equally. How does it not get treated equally? How does it get to this point where they're now withholding the use of March madness from the women's teams? That was another story that came out women's basketball. It was withheld from them. Like the NCAA tried to use the trademark phrase for just the men's tournament. So like that comes out that like the women's championship was, was like not even going to be allowed. It's like, so. And then, and then to see the, the people in charge of this stuff is making sense. (laughs) Well, but then to have to like, now that we are aware of all these things, then to have the people in charge of, the tournament or higher ups in the NCAA come out and say it's an oversight. It's an oversight. How, how do you mess up this incredibly bad? And then dis honestly, in my opinion, disrespectfully call it an oversight when you blatantly ignored and did not give equal attention to the women's basketball. Well, and this all comes, I mean, this all comes together when you start to see this. So this story just, so stories are just like, here's the thing. It's like a faucet. When yep. one story comes out, the faucet opens and they start pouring out. So like this whole thing about the power of the March Madness brand, the Wall Street Journal has a story on this, um, basically about how the NCAA used the trademark phrase to make the men's tournament very lucrative, but declined the use of it for the women. However, the trademark itself and its res- registration for that phrase, March Madness, is literally allowed to be used for both the men's and the women's tournaments. So mm-hmm. the fact that the NCAA tried to use that as, well, it's trademarked this way. This is this is the point. 
And I'm going to go find this tweet really quick because she said it far better than I could have. But if you are somebody who's who's seen these stories and your immediate reaction is just to go, nope, they still don't deserve the same thing for this very, like various reasons that I have made up in my head. Just, just admit that you don't, you hate women. Like, (laughs) right. I I don't really know what else to say. Yeah. That's how it comes across. And even if you don't hate women, you're, you're a misogynist. I mean, that's like the, look up the definition if you're not aware of what it is. And I mean, that's what you are. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, like that's what it comes down to. You can't argue one or the other thing and try to segment out, well, volleyball is fine, but not this sport. Either you're okay with all of them or you are not. Like, that's what it comes down to. You can't, just because you don't particularly like, you like volleyball over basketball doesn't mean that you shouldn't support all women's sports. Yeah, you have to like. <sighs> I don't. It's. <laughs> There are men's sports that I don't like. It doesn't mean that I don't support them all in one shape or fashion. You know, and here's the thing, too. If you are somebody who is like if there this this argument has been made to me. What about division two versus division one? What about cross country versus football? What about football versus anything? Mm -hmm. And that is so apples to oranges. Although you do make a good point that we should give a shit about everything at all levels. Like, I I don't know if you think you are making like with the point you think you're making, you're not. Um, but in my computer is now getting angry again. It's fine. I have way too many tabs open. I'm so fired up. None of this stuff coming out of my mouth makes sense. So I hope you understand. I'm just really like fired up about this. I have been for days. Um, literally, we got done recording the last podcast and some of this stuff started to like surface. Mm-hmm. And I've been like fired up for it. Like, so I've been waiting for this and yet I'm still like, my computer's going to blow up and my brain is going <laughs> to go with it. Um, no, it's just... It, <laughs> if you want to make that argument of like, well, why is cross country treated differently than basketball? Like those are two different sports. My point right now is because we have to like, we have to chisel away at the problem one bit by Mm -hmm. bit. Like we can't like you, you're not going to solve all problems by trying to do everything at one time. You have to start in one place. So for me, how about we start with making the women's and the men's tournaments equal? And that should mean at a cross country level that the women's experience should mirror the men's experience. Um, That should mean at soccer, the men's soccer experience should mirror the women's soccer experience. Now, if you then want to get to the next point, when we solve this piece of it, if you want to then get to, well, what about division two athletes versus division one athletes? What about how, you know, this sport is treated differently than this sport? Mm -hmm. Like, great, let's have that conversation. But like, when you do that, where it's like, well, what about this versus this? It is just what aboutism. It right. is trying to detract. You're trying to detract from the point. And-, and the point right now is that this clearly was a hugely mishandled situation, and it should have mm-hmm. been equal from the beginning. That is the point that we're trying to make. That's the point yeah. that anyone's trying to make. You don't. You can't give one team literally 12 dumbbells, six sets of weights. And I didn't even look what it went up to because I was so angry when I saw all of this coming out at just, I I think I said, this is absolutely bleeping ridiculous when I posted mm. it because it is, you can't mm-hmm. give thir- 36 teams 
64. 64? 64, 64 teams, sorry. Um, no, you're fine. 64 no, teams. No, nothing makes sense anymore. I don't need to the men. <laughs> I was like, like wait, do the men immediately when I said 64 teams this year, did 64 <laughs> teams even show up? Because I certainly don't feel like they did. <laughs> which which typically is, you know, if you do the math, it's however many players. Both men and women have the exact same amount of players roughly using this same amount of equipment. You're telling me that that many people are using 12 free weights and 10 yoga mats? Just, They're not all playing at the same time. Jamel Hill, this is the tweet that I was looking for. Jamel Hill, she tweeted, it was pretty clear that the NCAA never expected to be caught. This isn't about money or revenue. They have more than enough to provide adequate equipment. They just didn't feel that women athletes were worth the effort. And that's what it's, that's what it feels like. And I know it feels harsh when I say something like when you are against it, it sounds like you hate women, but you have to understand like as a woman, it gets very tiresome to feel like there's, there are these like these things put in place that like these opportunities that we can't reach because people have just decided that we can't and women have been fighting for a long time and will continue have having to fight to make things equal and when we talk about needing men as allies this is why is because we can't do it by ourselves we can't change things Mm -hmm. speaking up on our own we need men to step up and say the exact same thing amplification of our voices Yes, because, you know, I think about this a lot where, you know, I talk about equality in sports and how women deserve to be um, treated just as equally as men in sports. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, again, it's it's always the what about. It's always the what aboutism. And it's the like, well, women, you know, like when I don't even ask how this has ever come up, but there has been a point where somebody has made a comment to me about how like, well, you know, you have to kind of like know your place essentially, because it's not like I could ever be, (laughs) I could never play football. Stay in your lane, basically. Right. And I want to be clear. I'm never going to be an offensive lineman. Mm. I'm never going to probably play football because I'm five foot four. I'm not a, I'm not like, I'm physically not built for it. Like doesn't matter man or woman. I'm just, I was not given. I'm also not going to ever play volleyball because I'm only five foot four. Like, it is like, I'm also not going to play women's basketball or men's basketball. It doesn't really matter because I'm only five foot four. Mm -hmm. I was made at the size that I am, which means I, yeah, I got it. Um, But when people like to do that, where it's like, well, women should just know they'll never be as strong as men. Like, it's not like you can be an offensive lineman. It's like, when did I ever say I'm going to be like, when did I ever tell you I'm going to be an offensive lineman? And yeah, no, if, um, Brendan Hymas and I decided to do an arm wrestling competition. I'm guessing he's going to beat me because he is a larger human than I am. He has more brute strength than I do. But like, why is that this like weird benchmark that people like to have where it's like, well, you couldn't do that. And it's like, oh my gosh, no shit. I'm not trying. I won't even get started. I'll go on a total tangent on the men versus women's strength thing because it's just, I can't. I can't. It'll break my brain today. But but that is that is whataboutism at its finest. I mean, it's really, that's all. You're t- completely detracting from the point when you say stuff like that to women and not listening to the point that we're trying to make mm-hmm. or the actual factual problem that is happening. It's It has nothing to do with stature or strength or, or any of that. Just it's cool that we can be your equal for different reasons. Right. It just, you know, I get so frustrated when I, so here's the thing is when I tweeted what I did and I'm going to tell you a little secret, um, 
I end up muting a lot of the conversation sometimes when I'm um, when I tweet something that like has been deemed controversial for reasons I don't understand, Mm -hmm. but I just mute it because honestly, I just don't really care. I don't need it's not serving me uh, to read the replies and then like one case I had an individual who was like how does it make you feel to know that like that was the real basically implying that the real women's weight room was that big beautiful one and not the original one and that like we were all just being gaslit and I'm like you're actually gaslighting me now so like I'm just gonna mute this conversation and be done Uh because you so badly want to believe that we were being lied to and the reality is is we weren't like they made a change because people were outraged and the NCAA went and tried to put out this video it was really inappropriate they went and put out this video with like a time lapse of them setting the gym up and then putting let's go if you are somebody who saw that and said, well, look, that means that that gym was always like going to be there. Why was it days late? Like, why was right. it days late? And so when I see that stuff, why I is it like, after the tournament already started? Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't have the give time. Me a break. It's <laughs> but I've had, like, I had people who were just like, you know, like basically one guy who tried to tell me that like, I don't deserve a swag bag because like women don't deserve this. And he was making like, he was making like, he was trying to like take a, stab at like how women don't deserve like the same things men's do but I was very flattered that he thought at some point in my lifetime I could have been a women's like a, uh, I was like wow he thinks I like played basketball like that's Ooh. so neat um, Thank you and so for I the shared compliment. that I'm like it's all about the energy you bring into this and this person's like I don't understand why everything has to be about race and gender like maybe he was just saying you don't deserve one I'm like that point flew so far over your yeah. head and out of the stratosphere like you just missed it, it. went totally it just, it's, it. it's still going like you so badly missed <laughs> yes. that point but this is the thing is it's just like kind of going back to what I said at the beginning as a woman I I sometimes like don't want to bring these things up on Twitter because I'm like do I want to spend the rest of my day with right. my mentions just turning into a dumpster fire because a bunch of people have their feelings hurt that like I want equality I don't really right. understand why this is something that we I don't understand why it's such an issue, but it remains one where people feel threatened. Like if you are a strong man, strong men are not threatened by strong women. Right. So if you are threatened by strong women, we need to have a conversation about why that is. Right. Because it's not my fault. It's not Aaron's fault. That's your reaction. And I've said Mm -hmm. this before, but I I feel like people don't understand sometimes because I've said this to people on Twitter your reaction is your own and there is a reason why you are reacting that way. That is on you. My side of the street's clean. My reaction is mine. And if I screw up my reaction, that's on me to rectify and figure out why. Your reaction to something that I am doing is not my problem. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you been told in your lifetime? And honestly, I think this is probably said more to women than it is to men. So honestly, a lot of men might be listening and going, actually, this hasn't been said to me. But how many times have, at least I've had it said to me, that someone's opinion of you is not your problem. Someone's opinion of you is for them. It's not yours to worry about. Not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to care about what you have to say. Not everyone's going to be a fan of yours. I feel like that's traditionally said more to women than mm-hmm. it is to men. Um, but and it's I've usually grown up with that. it's usually said, typically what I found from other women to have your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Why like, does it need to be said person. at all? <laughs> like I shouldn't. We should. I mean, no person should feel like 
you know, other people's opinion. But I think that it is said more to women because we have to have a thicker exterior to get further sometimes. We have to, and I hate saying that because like saying that out loud makes me feel disgusting, but I feel like to a certain extent, especially in certain situations, we have to be ballsier than our male counterparts and louder. Mm -hmm. And that ends up coming off as maybe aggressive or whatever. And it's not cool to be aggressive when you're (laughs) a woman, which (laughs) we could spend an entire episode on the double standards, but like just because we're saying something and we're repeating it over and over again, it's not because we love repeating ourselves It's because you're not freaking listening. Mm-hmm. It's not getting picked men. up by yeah. men. <laughs> it's just, you know, watching everything around the NCAA over the last week. And this is ultimately what I had tweeted is there are so many people on my timeline all the time. And it's a lot of men who are like, the NCAA is garbage. They're garbage for this. They do this. The NCAA is trash. But for whatever reason, this thing happens. And then suddenly like either crickets or it's like, um, or it was like basically something along the lines of like, nope, this is fine. And it's weird yeah. that like the NCAA is terrible until it has something to do with women. Mm-hmm. And now, and now it's like, oh, but yeah, they had to do this because of revenue. Okay. Right. I just. Okay. And the thing is, is like, I'm, I think where I get really hurt more than anything else for, there's so many layers of hurt here, but one thing that really, really, really just like sucks is every so often when somebody responds to me and they say, you know, whatever garbage that they have to about this situation, I'll go look at their profile, whether that's on Facebook or Twitter. A lot of you are a lot easier to find than I think sometimes you realize you are on the internet, Mm -hmm. but I'll go look at their profile and it's without a doubt, usually husband, father of three, Bible verse, love all people. But like when I see that, like where it's like girl dad and there was a lot of people who are making comments about this with Kobe Bryant as their I mean, Nick Young, who's who's a basketball player, he claimed he was hacked, but he left a comment about basically how women's basketball is like the JV team. He has a daughter. He has a profile photo with Kobe Bryant. And I don't really give a shit if he thinks he's been hacked. Like if you've been hacked and the only thing somebody does is leave a comment about like how women's sports are like the JV team, you really need to question like what somebody's hacking into your account for. Um, But if you are a Kobe Bryant fan... Kobe Bryant was one of the biggest champions of women's sports, women's and girls sports. Like he is, he was one of the big, and like, honestly, it bums me out more than anything that he wasn't here to be able to have a conversation around this because I think some of y'all would have listened to him. Mm -hmm. And that's what we talk about when we talk about needing men as allies, because if Kobe Bryant came out and said, you know, this, this, or this, a lot of people would have suddenly be like, well, Kobe said it. So, yep, I agree. But like his, his opinion on this is out there. So if you are somebody who's messaging us with Kobe Bryant as one of your idols or somebody that you looked up to or somebody that you appreciated, you need to go read his words on what he felt about women in girls sports, because he was an advocate for them. He was a champion. He didn't just put his, time where it was he put his money where it was like he put his resources into bettering the game for women and people like LeBron are the same it just I mean Steph Curry has spoken up about this recently we need more men but if you notice something I've 
said a lot of um, black men. We also need white men mm-hmm. to be willing to step up and say the exact same thing because it, it is a lot of marginalized communities who are willing to stick up for one another. And that's great. We all need to have each other's backs, but like it can't just be us always screaming because unless people who notoriously don't have much to gain from like you have everything to gain, but I mean, you know what I mean? It's just that like, it's not directly affecting you, but you understand that by supporting this, it's going to make the world better for someone else. We need that person. (laughs) Yeah. We need, we need those people that are like, I I think, I think you said it best. (laughs) Like just people will listen to you. And I know that we, I feel like we say that every episode, but like being an ally, like that's part of it. Like it's because people will listen to you. They're not mm-hmm. necessarily listening. I could be screaming into the ether until the day that I die. doesn't mean that I'm going to get anything changed by myself. We need your help. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. If you are somebody who finds yourself wanting to comment and respond to anybody on Twitter and you have a Bible verse in your profile um make sure you're living by that verse um and also if you're going to have girl dad or anything like and you're willing to come tell me that women don't deserve the same thing be willing to have that conversation with your daughter i really want you to have that conversation with your daughter and i want you to tell her when she gets interested in sports i want you to tell her it doesn't matter because you won't you you can't reach the pinnacle that the men can just because of how you who you are who you were born as you will yeah. never reach it please have that conversation with your daughter and if you're willing to have it who boy yeah that's very different but i'm guessing a lot of you would go well that's my daughter she deserves shouldn't, she deserves it all okay well that's the point we're making here Yes. And it shouldn't have to be, you have a daughter, you have a mom, you have a sister, you have this to justify that women are people. Women deserve your respect. They deserve the same opportunities. You, you don't need those things to quantify why you can or cannot feel a certain way. And, uh, I just, the NCAA makes me so mad this last week. I'm glad to see it's getting better. I'm glad that vocal, like, very public the very public outcry over this has seemed to um make some change but Mm -hmm. it shouldn't have had to be like this to begin with and the ncaa shouldn't have felt like they were going like they they should have never felt comfortable enough to allow this to happen right exactly with that said before we let you go for another week, something that, you know, kind of within this realm too, when we talk about being an ally, but something that we is very, very important on the show that we talk about a lot is just showing kindness and the things that you can do in a week to just be empathetic, to show love and support for somebody else. And I just, I, I don't want to speak on behalf of a community that I am not a part of because that's not my place but I do want to offer our support and our love for the Asian community who is facing and has faced for a very very long time um, hate and very horrific um, crimes against them this last week it's hard to just speak up about this now because as I understand it's this isn't new these are things that this these are these are very real things just like when um black men and women have shared their experiences and said this has been going on for a long time the asian community is saying the exact same thing this isn't new this has been going on for a long time but here's how what i would say for anyone listening and i'm trying really hard to 
listen and to learn and to be better. I know I will make mistakes. I know there are things that are going to slip past my vision because my own bias and my own privilege allows those things to slip right by my own vision. Like they go right by me. But when we are point, when these things are pointed out to us, when somebody says this, this marginalized community is hurting instead of getting defensive, sit back and be willing to listen and understand. I don't need to be defensive because I didn't see it. I need to be a part of the solution now. I need to step up and actually do something about it and to be willing to listen and learn. And I think so often we're so quick to go, but I didn't see it as a problem before. Right. Again, things slip by me all the time because of my own inherent bias, my privilege, the the space I live in. And I know that, and they will continue to slip by me. Things are happening in this world right now that I promise you, I am not even aware of. And someday it's going to be pointed out to me and I'm going to be angry that I even had to have it pointed out to me. Yep. But my job then is not to make somebody tell me why it matters. My job is to listen to them and to say, I've got your back and let's make this better. So we talk about being kind. We talk about being empathetic we need to extend that yeah we need to keep we need to keep going because the the asian community has been crying out the last couple of weeks especially saying please this is not new please listen so let's listen and let's be better and kinder and love one another and stop wanting to tear people down for an experience that we don't understand I don't know if any of that made sense, but that's just no. where my heart is right now. 100% and I just, accurate. That was really well said. Well, thank you. I just, like I said, I don't want to speak on behalf of a community. Maybe this is something where we can invite somebody onto the podcast that has way more um, personal experience and knowledge that can share. And it's just so hard because I like, like I said, we're all just trying to do our best. And I see... I see so many times we log on to Twitter and it feels like people just want to be mean and angry and tear other people down and say like, you're wrong. That wasn't my experience. And it's like, our experience is not the experience of all. So why do we keep treating it like that? Why do we keep, why are we so hesitant to allow change to happen? I just, change does not affect our lives. It makes our lives better. Exactly. I mean, it affects it for the better. Exactly. And for, everybody that's the whole point of some of these conversations is making it better for everybody yep so go take that energy into this week go find a way to learn something new uh spread love and positivity that's kind of always our challenge but i think it's a good thing for all of us to remember spread love spread kindness empathy and we'll be back next week and We'll keep plugging away yes the work the work (laughs) as we have shown continues to be there And we will be here to discuss it every step of the way. So thank you, as always, for joining us. We will talk to you next week. Bye. A Huda Media Production.